Hello there, beautiful mamas. Ever feel like parenting and personal growth are two parallel worlds? Well, not anymore. Explore how to weave family values and self-discovery into one tight-knit masterpiece with practical advice from Petrus Porter, the gardening grandma. Say goodbye to business as usual, and let's dive into creating a family unit that thrives together. Welcome to the Mama Genius Hub podcast, your hub for all things motherhood and self-discovery. I'm your host, Michelle DeKaiser, here to empower and connect you. Genius isn't a word around here, it's our guiding light. Guiding kids' genius, empowering mama's purpose, navigating motherhood, igniting connections, including the transformational powers of women's circles, unleashing self-care, and success stories of mothers just like you. Join us on our journey to live in your genius zone. Subscribe and let's do motherhood together. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Mama Genius Hub podcast. I've got Patrice Porter today. We're going to dive straight into how do we create that parenting panure family feeling and getting the kids involved in all of this and bringing that all together today because that's what genius is all about is how do we do this as a family unit than just by ourselves. So let me go ahead and introduce Patrice. I'm so excited that she's here today. She is a gardening grandma. She's a master cultivator who nurtures a timeless art of gardening while sowing the seeds of survival skills for future generations. With her expertise, she not only teaches the art of growing fresh and nurturing foods, but also tends the growth of resilient families as a dedicated parent support coach. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome, Patrice. I'm so happy to have you. And I am so happy to be here. I love what you're doing, Michelle, here with the uh, Mama Genius Hub, bringing us all together and so happy to be a part of it. And and that's the big thing. Like this time of year, you know, we're coming to the end of the year, about to begin a brand new year. And I want to inspire the families out there, the parents out there to build a bigger future vision for their a future vision for their family that's bigger than this present moment let's see if we can make for some bright futures and uh so i want to dive in for what it is for creating that family vision like we've we've had a business visions people are probably more familiar with that you know a, a vision for your for your business but this is a vision for your family and all so before, we, before we dive into this i just want to tell you a story from yesterday actually okay we sitting around the table and um my daughter was complaining about having to go to school tomorrow she's like i'm just sick of sitting in the classroom i'm sick of like doing this seven for hours and my husband just listening goes what do you think the rest of your life's going to be like and i was just like oh like i don't want that I want something to be different, right? Yeah. And, and I know I'm on the slow track to getting there. And and, and so they, they don't quite see what I see yet. And that's part of it. And sometimes we as moms have to start that process. But that's why I love that you're here today so we can help cement that together. Maybe you can help me disseminate how to get some of my vision out to them and bring them involved even more so than they already are. I mean, they are still very heavily involved. But it's just like that vision was so key, I think, really changing that on in that. So maybe that's why I had that moment yesterday because you were going to be on today and we can yeah. as part of it. That's what it's all about. Bringing, getting the family on board and, and uh, creating those visions. And, and, you know, some people like they might not be very clear even where to start. Like, 
family vision, a vision for my family. What what is it that I really want? And and really, it's all about you know using some imagination. And and if you have really are are not uncertain, think of some families that you would like to model. Like I don't I don't know if you're a fan of Jordan Peterson. I have not heard the name actually yet. No. Oh, wow. So he is a wonderful role model for, for families. And, and, uh, and another one that I really, I would want to uh, emulate is Brett Weinstein and Heather Hine. Have you heard of them with the dark horse? I'm I'm learning so much today. (laughs) That's another, I, I, it's beautiful how they're raising their family and, and, uh, so, you know, if, if you could just think of, of a, a family that you wanted to model. And again, like using your imagination and the, the place I would start is by determining what are your values and priorities? Like what really matters to you? You know, what what's important to you? And then align that vision to fit into your core values. And, and while we're on this topic, um, I, I like to think about conscious parenting. And like, you know, we all kind of want what's best for our kids. But how many of us are really, you know, working towards them greater, growing to their greatest potential or finding their genius zone or whatever it is? And, and that's the same thing, like, with conscious parenting, like asking those big questions, like what type of values do you want to pass on to your kids? What type of life do you want them to have? And well, I think I think that comes down to the base of it, because even in the check-in process I do with moms, H is honesty, where we dive in and get those values, because it really does, you do have to have that baseline to measure against. And when we don't have that, it's hard to even create the vision, because I love how it's like, oh, yeah, I know my values. Also, it's like you start listing off 20 things and to really focus in on what you want. And so for me, it's growth, gratitude and grace. And I really with the kids really focus on the growth, because even when they're making mistakes, it's it's the idea of how do we talk about that afterwards? And it's not that I don't expect you not to make mistakes, but if you don't learn from them, then I'm going to be mad at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have to relook this. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely. And and that's beautiful. You've got that. You've got some core values there. And then you also, when you're setting out a vision, like put in there, like, what are your goals and aspirations? You know, and, and, and then reflect on that and prioritize those within your vision. And then we come down to Okay, we Before want we to get that out. How do you suggest? Because I know the word goals, and, and I've been yeah, there. I know that. Yeah, that's why I said things. But where where do you suggest they start, or what are some ideas you might give some of the moms of of what that okay. might look like? And to make this a little easier, I'm going to give you a little tip. When you're making out your your uh, visions, don't make it like you were coming to the new year. And usually it's like your New Year's resolution. It's going to be the resolution for the year. Let's bring that into a shorter time frame, like a three month. That's usually like in psychology, they say like the 90 days, you know, to change your habits and do whatever. And and 
also like when you've got it into a shorter time period like that then you're it's makes it more achievable because it's if it's something way off and you know it's like oh yeah well you know i've got lots of time and you let it slide and you <laughs> really don't accomplish you know it's just something this is what you want but it's just in the back of your mind and you're not really focused on it so if you can make it for a shorter time period like three months into the future so think january february march you know and and then so then start looking at all the different aspects of your life like health wise uh relationships finances um security um lifestyle and just think what little what changes do you want to make within those different aspects and so that'll that'll make it a little clear for like you could it's fine to have your big you know aspiration and dream big and whatever but just when you're working your vision work it with that smaller time block and then once you've finished that time block, then you set the vision for the next three months. And uh, and that's also too, it's it's easier to, for getting the kids on board for, you know, their time concept is time is, is a little bit different than us. And uh, even like with the like younger kids, like they don't often get that concept of, you know, visioning and things like that and uh, so something like um if you can say that we're going to do some time traveling mm. let's step out three months out into the future what do you think it might look like for our family and um and when i'm going to step back one step here like you're building your vision and getting it really clear before you're going to share it with your kids. And also, if you can start pulling your family together for for um, like family meetings. I don't know if you do that where you have regular family meetings. We do. Um, right. we, we try to name them something fun like family medleys. However, it gets to the point that um, it's 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 shortened to like let's go through the schedule because my middle daughter doesn't like them at all and just like as soon as like you say the word she like puts her foot in, but at the same time they do see the value in knowing what the wheat looks like and so we kind of broken down a little bit also that my husband creates like an agenda on the board so they know who's doing what after school and things like that to help facilitate that and so then we we're also visioning like what do we want the holidays to look like like what what do we want our summer vacation to be um next summer and some of those talks happen during those and if they start to go too long they're like you tricked me we're here too long goodbye yeah yeah well that that's that kind of thing too like it's it's going to be an hour meeting and another thing like if you can put uh, a fun event at the end it's like we we're going to have our family meeting and then at the end we can play a, a board game or something or, or, you know, do something fun. And, and, and like what you said that they're realizing, you know, how important it is, but really stress that, that you're going to be making decisions during these meetings. And if you don't come, you're going to miss out. You're not going to be involved. 
And then, you know, so if, if you can set up those meetings and that's a great, great place to, you know, start pulling your family in and bringing up the vision. And then, so then you can carry that on with, if you've got your regular meetings for how it's kind of going and, and whatever. And, and then, and, and like, so you share your, your, your vision and your goals and aspirations and then, and stress that it's really important that you get them to um, get their involvement and cooperation that it's really important to you that they, you know, become involved and, and then you can start to um, ask them, so what is it you would like, you know, the family to look like and take some of their input, you know, and, and, and fit it in. And, and then if you, um, that, when they're involved, it starts to be that feeling of connectedness, connecting mamas, there you go, but that connectedness and unity and, and uh, you know, it, it's a, a shared family. And, and uh, it's just to bring that supportive energy into the family. Like, you know, it was funny one time I was, talking to a, a different she was a child psychologist and and I was mentioning what I was doing and everything and and how I wanted to pull families together to be more loving and supportive and she was saying you know a lot of families like they they just don't don't even know what that means it's true you know you know to have a loving and supportive family so this is a way of, of letting the family feel that support and that they're supporting each other and that they're involved with you, you know, and your vision and that, you know, it, it can make for a lot of growth. And, and, and when we're coming down into this and so we've got the family involved and, and on board and uh, your family meetings are going great and everything. And at this point, I want to bring up about self-care. So if you're going to bring this family vision about, you want to be able to show up as your best self, you know, for making this happen. So I think it's really important that you start with caring for yourself first so that you can care for your family and, and, uh, bring that in and so like again like what does self-care mean it's taking time i do i do feel like self-care has been one of those catch-all phrases lately and so it's kind of like redefining that in terms of how do we actually like take care of ourselves yeah. in terms of because we when you think about when you're so in, like when you're when you're hangry and like you're just irritable because of that so if your kids do something to you when you're in that state, you're more likely to snap or, or react badly because of that. So the same yeah. thing is when you're like just overwhelmed or not in the right mental space. And no matter what your kid does, it's just going to set you off because of that. So the self-care, taking care of yourself gives you that chance to put that buffer in. So you're able to respond to them rather than react. Because no matter what, they're, they're also working on that too. They're growing, they're learning, and they're going to be doing those things. So when we... So then I'd love for you to give us some tips on, on what you consider are great self-care practices. Well, 
one thing like when I used to work with the young kids and it was really important that I took care of myself and that I could be there as my best self for the kids. And it's, you know, you're getting your rest, of course. And, um, but getting up in the morning and getting your energies going and, and, um, that like for me was like proper hydration in the morning. And then I would do some stretches, exercises, uh, earthing. Um, and then I would have a, um, I've got a morning meditation routine that I do. And that was just the way before I didn't, I, I don't want to face anything to do with the household or anything. That was my self-care that time. I went, I have a, a special spot and I went and, and just to have that time to myself to, to pull myself in, center myself, uh, uh, let all any troubling thoughts or whatever go and just get really calm and centered and peaceful and just feeling ready for the day. And then well, I'll Two questions for you on that. First of all, explain earthing a little bit more because I'm not sure everyone in the audience might not understand what that is. Yeah, yeah. Well, the earthing is it's when you're connecting with the earth. So I actually, even like we've got winter time here, but my meditation studio, I've got to step out of the house and into this little studio I have. And so I just I take off my shoes. There's an overhang, so I'm not standing in the snow, but it, it is a little bit cool there. Summer times I spend a lot longer. And it's just feeling, you can start to feel the energy from the earth rising up and flowing through you. And just that connectedness. And that's a real good way of getting your energies going. And then I do some movements. Like there's there was a... Um, salutations to the sun it was a yoga movement and i kind of did a, a modified version of that and and where you're just getting your body moving after sleeping and and things like that and um and also with that it, it's like so that was my morning routine and getting myself ready and into the day but giving yourself permission to take breaks before we go into that, let's just back up for a second, because I also want to say like a lot of moms, I mean, because we're talking to busy moms, again, I'm calling yeah. them out, even though we're trying to redefine that. But how much time are you saying that this is going to take? So a lot of them are going to say, I just, I don't have the time in the morning to do that. So I well, want to address that. Hey, well, because I was on a schedule there too. And then, so what I do, it's, you get yourself to bed on time, you know, that the kids are in bed, everything's on time and do that for yourself to get yourself to bed on time. That's the first step. And then the night before I get myself um, a chocolate orange tea I make for, and I put it right beside my bed. So I've got that right in the morning so I can rehydrate myself. And like, I've got a little rebounder so that, um, you know, you can bounce there, but to get your energies going, you can even bounce on the edge of your bed if you got a bouncy bed. Like just wake up and start to get your energies going and, and you know, do some little stretches in your bed and uh, on your bed. Hey there, busy mamas. I know exactly how you feel. Overwhelmed, frustrated, and barely find time for yourself. Guess what? I've been there and I found a way out. 
I've got something just for you, and it's called Busy Mama's 10 Ways to Reclaim Your Morning in One Minute. You see, during the chaotic times of getting my kids ready for school and wanting to pull my hair out, I realized I need to start taking care of myself too. It wasn't easy, but it was necessary. So here's your free gift for your first step to taking back your mornings and enjoying them again. And there's a bonus too to help you organize your mornings with your kids. So claim it at connectingmamas.com slash it's time to stop doing motherhood alone and start supporting each other. It's all about rehydration, getting your body moving. And then for me, it was that meditation time, that choir moments to, to recenter yourself and let anything go and just get yourself ready for the day. And, and, uh, and as I say, that, those movements, those little exercises, that was all as I was going out from the house to the meditation studio. And like you can fit in those. And, and it doesn't even have to be like a regular exercise routine. Just think you're keeping your body moving. So climb up and down the stairs a little bit extra or, or do uh, I do this thing where I uh we've got a kind of a step in the the fridge and just do some stretches of my legs and and you know twisting the body and especially you know since we're on the computer so much it's uh again like taking those breaks and just getting away from there and do some movement and and i live right in the forest so i can just step out into nature and have something totally different than screen time but the uh so it doesn't have to be a, you know, a big long exercise routine or a lot. Like even give yourself fifteen minutes in the morning for that quiet. Well, I'm gonna plug this in right now since we're talking about morning, and it's probably about half, about probably end up being a little after halfway. But I do have the ten, like reclaim yourself in ten minutes with the one morning. Because again, one minute actually, it's just, again, it's, it's not that you have to do all these things. It's more about your intention to how you want to start your day. And so even if you just do it in one minute, even if the baby's crying over there and you take two deep breaths just to center yourself before going over to the baby crying, that's going to make the huge difference in the energy that you bring to the baby. And we're talking about 10 seconds here. You're taking two deep breaths. And so again, it really is you putting the intention into how you want to start it and it can be anywhere from a minute to an hour like whatever time frame you have it's just doing you first before everyone else yes. even if it's one minute yes if it's three deep breaths bouncing yep. on the bed and taking three deep breaths yeah. one minute. <laughs> here we go yeah <laughs> i want to get that point across too because that's that's the key to this is how are you setting up your day so that yes. you can take everything that comes at you because you are a mom. Yes. Things are going to come flying at you no matter how much you want to say they're not going to, it's going to happen. So it leads us into how you were talking about the breaks as well is again, one to three minutes. We're not yeah. talking long time frames. We're like walk around the living room for a minute, change your prime afraid, walk outside. If it's a nice day around your lawn for two minutes or something, just yeah. to change the frame of mind. I just want to summarize that a little bit for everyone because I think those are such great ideas and ways to really just shift your energy. Because remember, things start to get stagnant when we sit too long and we start doing these things. We just want to get the energy flowing within us to then refocus because once we take that break, we can come back even more focused. 
So now that we're like looking at the self-care family vision, because we're going to start running out of time in this. So we want to like bring them together in terms of how do we really get, so how do, what are some other suggestions you have to really bring the kids and the, and the spouses in on this vision? Well, again, it was, um, um, getting their involvement. How? Well, that, well, that's, <laughs> And if you can get the, those, that's why I mentioned the meetings first. So you've got that regular thing happening and adding the fun thing. So it's not a, and, um, but the, another, another thing, like if kids really feel they're a part of it, they're going to be more committed. And like, so if that's why you're asking their input. Like, what do they, how would they like it to look like? And, and, and if it's short, so then, you know, it's easier to um, have a, a something, kids understand three months more than, than uh, a year and a vision for a long term. And another thing that might help is if, like a family mission. So in your meet, meetings, and you, you, you say, so what's really interesting about our family? What's something really interesting about our family? And then, um, you know, they'll come up with different ideas. And then you make up your mission statement. It's something like, uh, we, the uh, DeKaiser family, love to uh, da, 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 whatever, travel together as a family or go on family vacations. Uh, we value, again, if you're bringing up some of your core values, what is it that your family really values? Your together time. Um, and and uh, we understand, you know, if it comes out through building the vision and everything that, or understand that if, if we work together, we can uh, accomplish more or something. Um, um, we understand, we believe that we're stronger as a family unit, something like that, like a simple statement like that, that they, you know, and they were part of building that. And then um, it just, it makes them feel more valued. They're contributing. And well, I got really a quick um, antidote for you on that one is in terms of bringing up their suggestions. One of the things that I was tired of was the spending for the sake of spending at Christmas. Like I'm like, yes, not even sure what they need anymore. And so my idea was, I kept saying, let's do a family experience instead, but then it was leading to a lot of conflict. Like, what do we do? And actually one of them suggested um, a park called urban air. And so actually I know that we had cut off, like your internet went out and all this stuff as we we're getting on to do this podcast. And so in that process, I looked up urban air and they actually have a decent um, monthly pass or something that we can pay. And so I was going to present that tonight since that came from the kids as then it's a year long thing versus just one thing. Yeah. And so I was going to present that to my husband to see if it works in our budget first, then present it to the kids at that. Or I don't even know if we'll tell them because we they couldn't decide what they want to do, but that was a suggestion. So maybe we just do that and then take them one day and then we can during the summertime, that will leave us open to be able to do it more often because it will be a, a an unlimited pass. Yeah. So again, these ideas came from them, but then fostering from the idea of like, okay, I'd rather do stuff with them rather than just buy more stuff for the house. Yes. 
Yes. And even when they need certain stuff, it's like, oh, well, let's just wait to save that for Christmas. And then I forget it. I'm like, I'd just rather buy the stuff that they need when they need it and not worry about like all this stuff. But that's just me. So that's something I'm working on. And so I love that you're bringing that in. And it does help when they do give their seat. But we are running out of time. And I want to yeah. dive into our five questions. They're going to put you oh, on. The I'll just mention too here that I I, I do offer that. Um, like oh, a we'll do that Okay, yeah, just so that they can get more clarity there. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We, we, Pat, Patrice has a nice family vision freebie for you, like a really nice gift that we'll go through and we'll just stay, hear her answers out. And then you'll hear all the details on how to get that in just a moment. So, number one, Patrice, for us, share your favorite book or resource that, ha resource that has had a significant impact on your journey as a mama. Uh, back to Jordan Peterson's Five Rules for Life. You want to tell us a little bit more about it? Well, it, it's um, it's really down to earth uh, advice. Like there, there's one of his like each chapter is devoted to these twelve rules. One of the chapters it, it was like stand up straight with your shoulders back. You know, okay. like stand up and ready to face the world. You know. And, and um, another one, um, what was it? It's about like for taking responsibility, but I've, I think it was like, make your bed. Start with making your bed. Like the first thing you can do, one simple thing is just start by making your bed. Um, and one, one thing that, one thing he had mentioned in that book, it was with your kids don't let them do anything that would make you dislike them. And I thought like, that's a really good advice or, or have people not like them. Like we love our kids and everything, but sometimes their behavior is not so good. So that was a real good guideline that like, don't let your kids do anything that would make people dislike them. Like don't let them be rude. Don't let them uh, be snappy and snarky and, and uh, you know, um, uh, but any, things, so that, that was a good way for looking. It's like, I don't really like you when you're, when you're acting like that. Yes, I do love you. You're my child, but I really don't like that action. So it, that was a, I found that very interesting. Too. I love how you say action though, because we need to, to, to keep their, identity away from their behaviors because their behaviors yeah. change. And so when we're correcting or giving them things to work on, we're kind of correct behaviors, not their identity yes. and keeping that those, those wording very specific because they internalize that a lot. If you say you always do this and it's not them, it's, it, it's not who they are. It's the, the moment of what they're doing. And so keeping that as an action that, yeah, you made a mistake. And again, like I said earlier in the podcast, like, it's okay to make the mistake. It's not okay not to learn from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great book. And he's got another one. Um, but yeah, that's a good one there. Number two for you. What is a family special tradition or ritual that brings joy and connection to your household? Well, it's with Christmas and bringing all the family and relatives together. And we used to play cards. 
that was our family <laughs> at Christmas. And uh, but I I I just love the family gatherings at, at Christmas. It was wonderful, and and uh, you know I'd, it would be lovely if you could do it more often than just at Christmas. But that was always a very special time for us growing up and as our kids were growing up and uh, with our grandkids too. So <laughs> number three for you, again, this is us opening up that conversation because we always are defining ourselves as busy. And I, I caught myself doing it. And I caught myself using the question, how are you? And then responding, I'm busy, blah, blah, blah. So I just want to bring the idea out there. How do we work on either the identity of busyness or the questioning or, or any way you want to take that? love your opinion on that i i would take it like um that i've got something really important for me right now that i've got to keep focused on or something that way and 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 or something like it's it goes back to there was someone had said that we're often you know focusing on the things that are urgent instead of the things that are important to us mm -hmm. and so it's like if we can keep our focus on what's important to us, acknowledge those things that are urgent, but not make them have us be busy, 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 busy. You can acknowledge them, put them in a time slot for when you're going to attend to them, and you'll often find that uh, they weren't so urgent, often not so urgent anyway. So That is so true. We, we do put that urgency on things that don't necessarily require it. I love that. Number four brings us to describe what genius means to you and how do you feel when you're living in your genius zone? Um, well, I always use like um, potential. I always was using the idea of potential and human potential. Like we're just so capable of so much and, and that we're not often not using even half of what we're capable of so that's something that i've always found very fascinating is human potential and and uh that idea of being able to imagine and and create you know visions that so having a fulfilling life and uh, what's and our last one for you is how do you encourage your child or children to explore new skills and passions and live in their genius. Well, that's that's seeing what their whatever their interests are lies, and then once letting them develop that without supporting them in that development by, you know, like like my grandchild, like she has fantastic with art and creativity but she was always given the um materials and letting her never letting her just blossom and and any avenue she wanted to take it and never stifling you know their interests or their you know creativity and 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 my son like even recently it, this is a really interesting story he um he he was working as a carpenter and and uh, he had got laid off at winter time and and often like in the his carpentry jobs like 
he had envisioned at first he was going to do passive solar housing or passive housing and had all this business ideas and it fell apart but then he was back to working just as a carpenter and but is when he got laid off this one time and and you know, often he just wasn't happy with what he was doing. And his daughter, my granddaughter, came up to him and he says, Dad, how come you're always, you know, unhappy and working at things you're not, you don't even like? And and that really sunk in. And then it was, it was um, we were able to help him out and so that he could do, I always wanted him to be able to do not just working and the nine to five drag out just to make a living, but doing something that uses his creativity and, and that. So he pulled it together and uh, he created, he wanted to do customized carpentry and he, he, he pulled in like all these uh, CM machines and, I don't understand it all, but it was just, and it, and it was stuff he could share with his, his daughter. And he was just so much happier, just so much happier. So, so I think the key to genius is just being so much happier. I love how you put yeah. that. Yeah. So before we wrap up, give us your final takeaway and then tell us about your um, gift for everyone and how to get a hold of you. Uh, I would uh, encourage folks to, Start to envision what that future you would like to have and work towards it and get those kids on board so that you're working as a family unit. Make for bright futures. And I've got that uh, family vision cheat sheet there. It'll give you some more tips on creating your vision. And if uh, you want to get hold of me, you can visit me over at thegardeninggrandma.com and uh those we didn't even cover that aspect uh, but i love opening that world of gardening to folks and getting kids uh, gardening and starting to grow your own food so that's another whole story for if things you want to do with your family to be more self-reliant and uh well i'm gonna put you in a spot right now about that because my alarm on alexa reminded me that i have a spaghetti squash that i have to cook right now and I don't have any good tips on how to do it. So go for it, gardening grandma. Oh, well, the spaghetti squash is that, you know, it it it, it cooks yeah. up and it's like spaghetti. That's why it's spaghetti squash. So I just cut it in half and I bake it. And that'll, um, you know, for 350 for at least an hour. And then you have a make up a spaghetti sauce. Do you need to put um, any oil or anything around it or just put on a cookie sheet or how do you put it? In the I, I put it on a, on a cookie sheet. I put a little bit of water at the bottom to keep it nice and moist, just but you, you cut it, you cut it in half like lengthwise. And then you, you put that cut side down on your cookie sheet, a little, just a little bit of water to help keep the moisture in and uh, enjoy. But a nice I find something along those lines, but like you said, you hadn't talked about food and I was like, Alexa was like, yeah. ding, you need to go do this right now. <laughs> then you might need at least an hour. Well, thank you so much, Garden Grandma Patrice, for coming on today, talking about the vision, the family. Let's bring the genius and all of us together in this family unit of ours and do the best we can to create those visions. And again, it sometimes it's hard to bring them all on board. And come join us in the Facebook group to talk about that and get ideas from each other and bring that together. So we'll see you next time 
on the Mama Genius Hub podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot, Michelle. Love being on. Before we wrap up, here are some key takeaways to remember. Number one, start creating a unified family vision. Involve all family members, consider your family's values and goals, and ensure it inspires and motivates everyone involved. Number two, set up regular family meetings. These meetings not only enhance communication, but also promote a sense of belonging and unity among family members. Number three, embrace the concept of connectedness. Engage your family in the vision building process, creating a sense of connectedness and unity. Number four, prioritize self-care. Taking care of yourself is crucial to showing up as your best self for your family. Find a morning routine that works best for you, even if it's as simple as a one-minute routine. Number five, value and nurture your child's interests and potential. Enable them to explore their passions and live in their genius, contributing more joy and satisfaction to their lives. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Mama Genius Hub podcast, where we aim to inspire, connect, and empower extraordinary mamas like you. Your support can make a difference. Please subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform to help us reach more mamas on their genius journey. Until next time, stay connected and keep shining your unique light in our community. Let's do motherhood together.